Welcome to the Gridiron Icon Podcast, where we tackle all things American football. Each week, we huddle with players, coaches, and fans at every level of the game to capture all the sights, sounds, and experiences of the gridiron. And now, fresh off the end of the bench, here's your host, Stacy Bauman. Welcome to Gridiron Icon. It has been a busy week in the football world, particularly the NFL. We got a lot to unpack this week. We want to start out this week's episode by recognizing the GOAT, at least our opinion, as the greatest player of all time at his position. Happy birthday to Aaron Donald of the Los Angeles Rams. What an incredible player. And today is his 30th birthday. So yes, if you're a Los Angeles Rams fan, you are probably thinking, let's make sure that window stays open on a Super Bowl run for number 99. Happiest of birthdays to A.D., who is really giving us just an amazing run as a defensive player in this game. It is unbelievable to think of what he's accomplished in a short time, especially for a guy that was not a first-round draft pick. And on Sundays, there is not a bigger game wrecker than number 99 of the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Just this morning, reviewing film on him, some of his greatest plays going back to his rookie season. It's just unbelievable the things that Aaron Donald does on a football field, not just as a player or, or on a personal note, the accolades, the stats, all of those things, but just what he does around him to the players, uh, his teammates, making everybody so much better, that entire defense better in every game situation. He is just a game wrecker. And it's really something to look back Again, at what he's accomplished in such a short period of time, he's our choice for GOAT. Yep, not going to be shy about it. Our favorite player in the NFL right now in 2021. He's must-see TV no matter where and when he's playing. So happiest of birthdays to number 99 in the Los Angeles Rams, Aaron Donald. Thank you for the great, great football. And folks, if you're not watching Aaron Donald play football, make it a priority. This is a very, very special time, a very, very special football player that we are witnessing and an overall great guy who builds up his teammates, builds up his community. He's given back a ton to the University of Pittsburgh where he went to school. Again, happy, happy birthday to Aaron Donald uh, and your 30th birthday. Let's go get a Lombardi if you're a Los Angeles Rams fan or player, coach, etc. Go get him. Happy birthday, Aaron Donald. Well, a busy week in football this week. Lots to unpack. I want to start a little bit with what's going on in the apparel world. Yes, we're going to talk a little bit about Tim Tebow and jersey sales. So Tim Tebow signed, as we predicted last week. He is a Jacksonville Jaguar. Such an interesting take and situation developing there in Jacksonville, taking a look just at their football roster, taking a look particularly at the tight end room and the tight end position. Is Tim Tebow going to make this team? We'll get into the jersey sales. We'll get into the jersey and the the marketing and all the things that surround Tim Tebow. But is he going to make this team? Looking just at the tight end room, you be the judge. The starter right now penciled in is Chris Mannertz. 
Backups are James O'Shaughnessy, which I could see actually moving into a starting role. And then they drafted Luke Farrell in this year's draft. And fourth on the depth chart is Tim Tebow. At 33 years of age, hasn't played football in around seven years. Urban Meyer has brought him in. But here's something very unique about Tebow that we're going to call out. No other player in the history of sports has had a best-selling jersey in five different stops from amateur status to pro status to a completely different sport in Major League Baseball. Within 24 hours of signing, Tim Tebow's jersey became the most sold jersey across the board out of the NFL shop, men's, women's, and youth. Number 85, tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We have no clue whether he's going to make this team, although strong suspicion is they're going to find a way to make it work. There's a lot of rumors going around that he could move into a coaching role if this doesn't work out or they stash him on the practice squad and bring him up on game days. There's all sorts of talk about an H-back role or a fullback role, all of which seem to make sense, particularly if you're going to run any kind of a college-type offense and you're going to do any kind of wildcat or get creative with that. Uh, We've already seen the Jaguars doing that, right, with Travis Etienne playing him at wide receiver instead of his more natural lifetime position of running back. So the Jaguars appear to be a team that's going to get creative, and they certainly did with Tim Tebow in signing him. So his jersey sales skyrocketed within 24 hours. What a unique situation Tim Tebow has brought to the sports world. Let's review. So just in jersey sales, Tebow, at one time or another, has been the top jersey sold in five different stops in his career, including, as mentioned, amateur and Major League Baseball. So in 2010 with the Denver Broncos, best-selling jersey. In 2012 with the New York Jets, best-selling jersey. His college football, starting at the very beginning, is believed, his number 15 for the Florida Gators, is believed to be the best-selling college football jersey of all time. But then he flips out of football goes to the New York Mets, and at least for a day, his Major League Baseball jersey in 2016 was the best-selling jersey in Major League Baseball. And now we have the news this week. Number 85 for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tim Tebow, best-selling jersey in the NFL shop. Folks, there's a lot of things that can be said about Tim Tebow, who, by the way, is a great guy, does things the right way, whether you have the same belief system or not, was an incredible college football player, Heisman Trophy winner and leader. But what a unique thing to add to your trophy case to have the top-selling jersey across five different stops in your career from amateur to pro to a completely different sport in Major League Baseball. So all we can say is hats off, helmets off, whatever to Tim Tebow, because that's a heck of an accomplishment. And I think from our perspective, that goes to really what a good guy Tim Tebow is and how he's recognized as a good person, a good leader, someone that does and can bring something to a locker room. Certainly you have to believe at this point 
that Urban Meyer believes that, it can't be completely a marketing ploy. It can't be completely about selling jerseys and merchandise. You're bringing a 33-year-old former player who hasn't played at the pro level in seven years or better into your locker room at a position that was not his natural position and not one you coached him at in college. So kudos to Tebow for that accomplishment. It's amazing. I think there isn't any of us as fans that wouldn't really like to have that in our trophy case top selling Jersey of all time, but to do it across five different stops is pretty incredible. So hats off to Tebow. It's going to be very interesting to watch and see what he accomplishes in Jacksonville. That depth chart really seems to lend itself to him making the team in some capacity, unless they're going to bring in some kind of a veteran tight end, but they're probably going to move him around would be our prediction. And we'll get into that more as the season approaches. We just want to really just recognize that Tim Tebow, you're amazing, man. To be able to even sell a jersey, but five across five different teams is pretty incredible. So hats off to Tim Tebow. We want to switch gears here and talk a little bit about the biggest news of the week, and that is the situation with Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons. So this is incredible. Um, Watching Julio get drafted, out of Alabama and what the Falcons gave up to go up and get him and just taking a look at his career in really what's been a short period of time. He's 31 years old uh, has been amazing. Uh, His plays in that Super Bowl, the one he probably doesn't want to remember were incredible, Put the Falcons still in a position to win a Lombardi. He was dominant. He's been dominant in the league. He's an absolute freak on the field with the speed and physicality. But here we're hearing this week that the Atlanta Falcons, basically due to salary cap implications, are going to possibly move on from Julio Jones. And from where we sit, this just does not make any sense. Now, it might at a salary cap level. The Falcons are in cap trouble. That's pretty obvious, and that's probably one of the only reasons they're genuinely thinking about moving Julio. Although. Many people are going to talk or mention his injuries. He's had some injury concerns, particularly hamstrings, which have kept him out of games a lot over the last couple of years, particularly this last season. And at 31, let's be honest, we're not not getting younger at that point. But to think that the Falcons would move on from him doesn't make a whole lot of sense outside of that salary cap implication. So the, the Falcons projected as of just weeks ago, are projected rather to be over $20 million over the cap. That's substantial. They're actually having trouble at this point or are unable to sign their first-round draft pick, Kyle Pitts, basically due to salary cap restraints. And Julio Jones seems to be the one person that actually has value around the league that people would absolutely die to get on their roster, particularly if you're making a run or you're in a position to make a Super Bowl run. Adding Julio Jones to your wide receiver room is a no-brainer. He's incredible. I think most of the young wide receivers today look at him or look up to him rather. And certainly some of them have gone on record. Even Derrick Henry in Tennessee has said, bring Julio to the Titans, the running backs. Anybody who plays offense knows what Julio Jones brings to the game. 
But the salary cap situation is a serious one. Despite that, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, he is the natural person to point at on that roster for cap space relief. He's going to count uh, really heavy against their cap. Between him and Matt Ryan, they're gobbling up about 36% of the team's total cap space. But that's where the rub is. Now, they could save about $15 million by moving on from Julio. But looking back at the draft and the way the, the Falcons drafted and their commitment essentially to Matt Ryan, it doesn't make a lot of sense that they would be moving on or trading Julio Jones despite the cap hit. There's other people on that roster. Dante Fowler is going to gobble up $6 million in guaranteed salary for three sacks last year. There's other people, and you have to wonder if they're going to get creative and if all of these rumors about Julio are false. Because when you look at their strategy during the draft and post-draft, it doesn't make a lot of sense to move on from Julio Jones. He's in his prime. The Falcons seem to be in some kind of a quasi-rebuild thought process, but you can't go all in on a rebuild. They had the opportunity at the number four pick to draft one of those quarterbacks, Justin Fields. With the other ones off the board, uh, Mac Jones. They could have committed to another quarterback right there, moved on from Matt Ryan, who's gobbling up a lot of salary cap space, but they committed to Ryan. They brought Ryan back. He is the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons, so that doesn't scream rebuild. Not by any stretch. Now you're going to take away his top weapon, who he's built chemistry with? That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Now, you could say, well, they're adding Kyle Pitts. True. But you really sort of envision at the number four pick, you're going to go quarterback if you're in a strong rebuild with the the ones that were on the board a few weeks ago. Not recommit to Ryan, then take away his top weapon just to add a young tight end slash wide receiver. Got to imagine they're going to move Pitts around. There's a lot to unpack there. You look at that wide receiver room for the Falcons, and certainly Julio stands out on the other side, strong number two in Calvin Ridley, who really is coming on and showing a lot of promise at the pro level. But past that, now again, imagine the wide receiver room without Julio Jones. You've recommitted to Matt Ryan. You've got Kyle Pitts on the roster. He's a, he's a rookie. But you take Julio out of that wide receiver room. This is who you're looking at. Calvin Ridley, Olamadi Zacchaeus, Frank Darby, Greg Dorch, Juwan Green, Antonio Nunn. And they do have Cordero Patterson on the roster, although they list him at both wide receiver and as a running back. We've seen him use that way in the past. So if you trade Julio Jones at the same time that you've recommitted to Matt Ryan and brought in a rookie tight end who could certainly learn from Julio Jones no matter what, despite the fact that he may play tight end, we again think they're going to move Pitts around. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, they do have salary cap problems. That's without question. But sending Julio Jones away during a time when you're saying, look, we still think we can win with Matt Ryan. We're giving him a young tight end. He's got a great young number two wide receiver in Calvin Ridley. We're going to enhance the running back room. And then we're going to trade away Julio Jones? It just doesn't make sense. 
A couple of the rumors this week surrounding Jones were that the Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts are actually having conversations internally. And of course, how much of this you believe when leaked to the media about trading for Julio Jones. Now you could see Julio having an immediate impact on several teams, again, does not make sense from where we sit, that it's the Patriots. Rumors are that he actually has an interest in playing with Cam Newton. And of course, Mac Jones is now on that roster, and you have to wonder at what point he's going to be pushed along in the quarterback room or to be a starter. But if you're Julio Jones and you want a Lombardi, and you look at that Patriots roster, Granted, they had a good draft, solid draft. Do you see Lombardi's in the near future, especially with Cam Newton at quarterback or even worse, a rookie quarterback and Mac Jones, if he takes over the reins? Why, if you're Julio Jones, or does it even make sense that he has an interest in the New England Patriots? From where we sit, I'm screaming smokescreen. The other team, the Indianapolis Colts, now that you could see making sense. Now they brought in Carson Wentz and many think that under Frank Reich, he's going to be rehabilitated and get back to being a solid, if not great quarterback in the league. They have the weapons. They have fantastic young running backs. They have a fantastic offensive line anchored by Quentin Nelson. You could see Julio wanting to go there. Some of the players from the Titans are going out on Twitter and actively recruiting Julio to come to Tennessee. That makes a lot of sense. With Ryan Tannehill, with Derrick Henry having a great, solid running game. Now the Titans need to improve on defense, what they attempted to do in the draft. That makes more sense. But where, from where we're sitting, to see Julio Jones getting traded doesn't seem to make sense for the Falcons, despite the cap problems. It certainly doesn't seem to make sense to the New England Patriots unless he just has some reason that he wants to go to New England. It certainly can't be to win championships. They are at least a couple years away, barring unforeseen miracles. The East, AFC East, is improving dramatically with good young rosters in Miami and the New York Jets. New coaching, strong, aggressive young coaches. So it just doesn't seem to make sense. You could see him going to someone who's contending. And I'm going to throw this out here as a possibility and a very, very outside the box one. What happens if Julio Jones goes to the Green Bay Packers? What's the impact? How does that impact Aaron Rodgers' decision? Imagine a set with Devontae Adams and Julio Jones as your wide receivers. You've got a solid running game in Green Bay. You've got a defense that made some big-time blunders to miss out on a Super Bowl, but it's improving. They drafted for that defense. If I'm Julio Jones and I'm indeed getting traded from the Atlanta Falcons, I'm asking my agent to call the Green Bay Packers and let's go play with Aaron Rodgers, the league MVP. Put me on the other side of Devontae Adams. Let's go tear this thing up. Just an outside-the-box thought. The Patriots don't make sense. The Colts could certainly make sense. Outside Dark Horse, Green Bay Packers. Veteran presence with the league MVP, 
already have arguably the best, if not one of the best for sure, wide receivers in Devontae Adams. Imagine what that offense looks like with a healthy Julio Jones on the other side. Incredible. So I think if this trade happens, it will happen strictly for a salary cap relief. It doesn't make a lot of sense what the Falcons are doing. If you're recommitting to another year at least of Matt Ryan and you're bringing him in a stud tight end who could easily be rookie of the year, but then you take away your number one wide receiver and trade him away just to relieve the salary cap. doesn't make a lot of sense. If it happens though, I could certainly see it being to a contender, and I'm ruling out the Patriots. I don't know what they'd give up to get a 31-year-old wide receiver, but I will not rule it out for my dark horse, which is the Green Bay Packers. Would love to see Julio and Devontae wreaking havoc on secondaries with Aaron Rodgers leading the way. So there's our dark horse, excuse me, dark horse, dark horse on who may come up come out and make a run at Julio Jones if they are trading him. Really intriguing situation this week, and it was worth a quick conversation to figure out, is this even real? It sure doesn't make sense from a lot of perspectives. So that's what we have to say this week at Gridiron Icon. We had to unpack a couple of things that we thought were worth talking about. We'd love to hear your opinion. You can always join us and catch us at gridironicon.com. Find us on Instagram, Instagram, excuse me, at gridiron under, underscore icon, as well as Twitter at icon gridiron. Give us your opinion. Is Julio Jones leaving the Atlanta Falcons? If he is, where is he going? And if you want to comment on Tim Tebow making that Jacksonville Jaguars roster, we'd love to hear from you. So thanks again for joining us this week on Gridiron Icon. Again, you can find us on all the the typical places on social media. We look forward to hearing your opinion soon, and we will see you next week.